Oh, I forgot to do this bit. Yeah, I was just lost in the music and forgot to press the second button that does the second bit. Double treat today. I'm really excited because not only do we have George back with us. Hi, George. It is good to be back. It's God, wonderful. it feels nice. Wonderful to have you back. And of course, we have Sam here. Hello, everybody. Hello, Sam. But also, we have someone that probably a lot of the people that listen to this podcast would actually already know because that person that I am talking about is sitting next to me and she's almost taking over the YouTube channel, really. Like, our videos have gone through the roof since we've started to um, map Mary, Mary Bridges, Mary's training. Hi, Mary Bridges. Hello. Are you nervous? <laughs> Please don't be nervous, Mary. This is all just We're good friendly, fun. we don't bite. Yeah, you know these guys very well. Yeah. <laughs> I held the mic on her just in case that she, she wanted to say anything I else. I, I, I'd like to put it out there that I'm a long-time fan of uh, Mary Bridges, having oh. first met her in Italy. And I also think she adds a very subtle comedy um, line to your videos that were lacking in previous ones. Yeah. Mary's sarcasm gets me. I like it. Thank you, George. I knew I liked you. Mary's the one that comes up with all of the sayings, like eat your own biscuits, which isn't a saying that exists. <laughs> it does that now. has taken <laughs> off. People have been saying that they literally want to buy cups, car chat, reusable cups, and <laughs> eat your own biscuits, placemats and stuff. So Ooh, you should make tin. eat your own biscuits. biscuits. Yeah. Biscuit tin with biscuits in it. Eat your, own biscuits. Eat your own biscuits, and they would be your own because you'd purchase them. Anyway, we, we've got all gone this off track. comedy is going to be wasted when you move to Thailand. <laughs> so, Mary, the reason that I I asked you to come on the podcast and I thought it would be of good value is because um, I'm going to let you explain a lot, lot more about this. But you have signed up to your first ultra marathon, and when you signed up, it was only six weeks into the distance, and you had only run half marathons this year so you you're not in what we would call traditional ultra marathon shape but actually it's not traditional ultra marathon i think this is much more of a mental game than it is a physical game anyway so can i tell you what can you explain the ultra marathon that you signed up for please mary of course it's um organized by pylon Keep going. I'm just enjoying you talking to, to the microphone. <laughs> ben, stop winding Mary up. <laughs> no, I'm not cutting it out. Carry on. Okay, so it's an event organised by Pylon, um, which is... <laughs> right, I'm not allowed to look at... Aware, ben is winding Mary up <laughs> and staring at her while she drives I don't know where to look. Ben, behave. I was fine until you... I don't know. Right. It's like oh, a yeah. giddy okay. kids. Oh, yeah. Come on. So um, it's an ultra running event organised by Pylon, which is a Scottish-based ultra running company and team of runners. And, yeah, they're running the event and there's three options, six hour, 12 hour or 24 hours of running. Um, and I went for the six hour. I mean, I wasn't thinking I was going to do an ultra marathon this year. But I got the opportunity to run and I just thought it looks really exciting. And in my head, when I first heard about it, I thought it was a good gateway into ultra running. 
But now I'm not sure and I'm a bit terrified. Can you elaborate on the six hour, 12 hour and 24 hour system? Because you said six hours. So how, how does it work? Yeah, so the six hour event covers 50 kilometers. The 12 hour is 100 kilometers and the 24 hour is 100 miles. And the name of the event is Exposure. I'm not sure if I said that. And it's about kind of exposing yourself and handing over. <laughs> not don't in a expose, naked way. No, don't mean expose yourself. <laughs> Um, in a kind of being vulnerable way and you kind of hand over control of how you manage the race so essentially you get a text message or some kind of message at the start of each hour telling you how far you can run in that hour ahead so it's not just like going out and running 50 kilometers in one go it's going to be broken up in six stages which I thought sounded good but now I realised that when you're running and you stop, it's quite difficult to get going again. But um, initially, I thought that would be a good way to go for an ultra marathon distance. Anyone? Any questions? <laughs> it was very well explained. Um, you're all shocked why? as to why everyone just it. went into stunned silence. Yeah. <laughs> well, why would be my only question? Oh, I think. Well, the aim behind the event is to have a virtual race that has a real race feel. So, you know, like on a real race day, you've got all of that kind of sense of adrenaline and the unknown of how it's going to go. And I think they're trying to create a virtual race that's more like a real race experience because, you know, lots of virtual races people have been doing. And once you've done one or two, I think they're pretty samey. So the aim is to do something different, which I thought was quite exciting and more of an adventure and just something. I don't know. I thought it sounded fun. It does. It does sound fun. It uh, it sounds like the part of the race that they're really trying to, to drill down into to try to focus on is is that mental aspects like the preparation and the execution on the day. Like listening to Paul, um, it just sounds like the fact that you are going to only just be told how much you can run in an hour, and then you have to decide how hard you have to run. You have to decide. Um, what you do once you've run, do you come in, do you stay on your feet, do you get off of your feet, do you have a wash, shower, bath, do you relax, do you foam roll, like there's loads of stuff that you wouldn't contemplate in a race because you would continuously be running, there's loads of stuff now that you have to factor in, which like, like Paul said, it's you just got to surrender to the elements of the race and the more, in my opinion, I don't know what you two think, but the more meticulously this is planned, the easier it will be because if you go into it not having an idea of what you might do after each exposure I think you could you could open yourself up to a bit of trouble yeah and I was just thinking in my head you know the way I see it is you know Mary's hierarchy of needs um with the most important thing to you Mary on the bottom um me personally I can disregard sleep because I just like food you know, for you, that could be, okay, sleep uh, or stretching. I think in my head, I'd almost have a little hierarchy of needs ready. So then I just, just, just to give you something to think about, like, okay, my priority, unless I get injured or something goes wrong, my priority is going to be food and fuel. And this is how I'm going to tackle that. And that hierarchy of needs should give you a little bit, thing, little bit of guidance so then when you have that spare time, because maybe one leg's only two or three K and you've got the hour, you can say, okay, 
I can satisfy my need for sleep here, but what is further up the pyramid? Okay, further up a bit of foam rolling, massage gun, then get those thumbs out on those hammies. Oh, chance would be of... a fine thing. <laughs> so yeah, I, but in my head, I'd sort of make a little hierarchy of needs because yeah, that sounds like quite a logistical and mental challenge. Yeah, and I guess, well, I don't think, I, I won't know the distances until the day. But um, at first I was thinking, oh, it's kind of weighing up whether you go and get each section done as fast as you can so you get more rest or do you go as slow as you can to sustain yourself over time. But I think it's probably somewhere in between. So you get a decent amount of a break to stretch and fuel up, but also you're, you know, getting the miles done and having a decent time. In terms of the competitive element of it, is it a cumulative score, effectively? Yeah. yeah. So how, whoever does the, the total mileage in the least amount of time. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. That's yeah. a great way of doing it. Yeah. Um, what and, time are they going to do it? Um, I'm not sure because... Oh, what do you mean? What time? So what time will you get oh, the first time text of day. message? 8 a.m. it starts. So, yeah, 8 till 2. Okay. I say so it's daylight hours at least. You've yeah. got some control. Yeah. Yeah, obviously the twenty-four, the, all three distances uh, distances start at eight a.m. Um, so oh, yeah. obviously the twenty-four is an absolute killer. Our friend is doing that. Yeah, that's the one John is doing. So John's doing the twenty-four mm-hmm. hour one. It's not too late for you to sign up, Ben. No, I, well, f- I was, I, was going to ask. I forgot my password. No, no, I forgot my password to sign up. I logged in and. <laughs> I've got, I'm just making the video of it. I'm actually running next day, the next day. I'm doing a 10 miler the next day. So I'm going to make a video of this. Go with Mary on everything. Although, can I just share, can I ask your thoughts on this one? Because this is what Mary's been mulling over. And I think we've kind of moved away from it, but it was quite a funny idea for a while. She was like, why don't we drive to the top of Seven Oaks where the White Heart is? And that's about seven or eight K all downhill each time. But actually, if you've run downhill for, quite a long way but I, both of you i'm sure have it, it mashes your legs up smashes your quads yeah mm-hmm. yeah i was actually at first i was imagining i'll do every section from home but the last couple of days i've really been tired and when i've been out running and i was just thinking it's it kind of like is a bit of a grind you know when you're just doing the same bits and there's parts of the area around us where i thought i could run 10k in one direction and if ben was there on the bike and had some stuff like fluids and fuel i could just have a 10 minute sit down and then run back just to mix it up a little bit i'm not sure it would be beneficial to come back home after each section i did i did wonder that if the first couple of exposures if your first exposure is a 10 kilometer one that you almost time it to last nearly an hour and then just take the next one and carry on running so you you get you get a couple done maybe i don't i mean i don't know it's hard to say I think I, in my initial thought is a like just be flexible. And what you're saying there, Mary, about boredom, like, I totally get it. And I think that having Ben just with a car or a grab bag ready to go, and then you can say, "All right, Ben, it's nine kilometers. I don't feel like doing it around the house. Let's go to this location in the car." And Ben can throw the bike on as well, and then you can sit in the car afterwards and chill out and do another one there if you want. And yeah. I think yeah, just having that freedom. Because if you're doing 5K turnaround, 5K back to the house yeah, and you do variations of that distance all day, that's going to be killer. I yeah. think if you can 
get Ben to drive you to different locations or just meet you somewhere else and like leapfrog. Yeah, I that, think that's going to make it mentally so much easier. That's what I thought because when you're getting to the last couple of sections, they're going to be the hardest. That that's probably what you want to prepare for the most. So save your easiest routes near home that you know and mix it up a bit at the beginning to keep it interesting. You know, like physic physically, I don't think you're going to have a problem. I think, and I don't think you're going to have a problem mental mentally. But I think that's where the toughest test is going to be, because these are, this is unlike anything that anyone's really ever done, isn't it? It's like you, you're you're stopping and starting for an ultra marathon, and you've got to plan it all, and it's going to hurt. Like running fifty k, it hurts. So. You've got to just get your head round that because we had a dark run this this weekend. We had, we both went for a half marathon together and we barely talked. It was just one of those horrible, horrible runs. But as I said to Mary, actually, probably what we needed, like for Mary to train her brain to deal with that discomfort and like you were beating yourself up about a few things and you were just getting in your own head and it was yeah. practice, wasn't it? Yeah, actually, um, I attended a webinar that Paul Giblin held in preparation for it. And it was fascinating because I thought I'd kind of thought about the race and how it would go. But he was saying, look, in your training now, you're so close to the actual race day. There's no point increasing your miles, but just add in kind of uncomfortable run situations because that's what you need to prepare for. So his examples were like double run days or doing a, he said he would never at any other time recommend a back to back long run. But now's the time to do it. Not huge distances, but we did. I did it this weekend. So I did 12K on Saturday and then 22K on Sunday. And I did feel tired, but just putting those closer together is kind of getting my body used to feeling tired. So it's not like a shock, major shock on the day. It's being comfortable being uncomfortable, isn't it? And mm. many people at the moment in this world don't like to be uncomfortable. So... Definitely, that's what you need to do. And out of interest, have you done any runs, back-to-back runs, where you've got home, had maybe a sit-down for five, ten minutes, and then just gone straight back out again in in preparation? No, I mean, I could. So we break up from school tomorrow, and then I've got two weeks off where I'm just going to focus on mixing up my running and keeping quite high mileage. So I think that's probably a good thing to try. I, I think it's in the plans, and I had planned for it, and then when you had the meeting, when you had the webinar with Paul Giblin, he recommended against it. Do you remember? And I don't think he, well, I don't necessarily think he recommended against it, but I think, I think he said the better way was okay. to not, but, but I'm all for it still, because I think actually there's something to be learned from even just breaking up the run that you would have done into two and enforcing a middle break just, just to mind, like mess with your mind a bit, if, if not more than your body. Yeah, I think that's. Yeah, I think also mind wise and also tinkering with what's going to be good for your legs. Have you put any thought to how you're going to get going again, whether it's, you know, percussion massager or you're just going to go for it? Um, Yeah. I haven't really. I mean, I was thinking the obvious kind of grid foam roll, stretch it out after each section. But that's the thing that's worrying me the most, I think, because my marathon experience was I was running really well in Seville when I did my first marathon and I stopped because I needed a wee and then I couldn't get going again. I feel like it was the worst thing I did. So I'm actually, that's probably the thing I'm most scared about is stopping and then not being able to get going again. What's really interesting to me is 
something that I didn't really consider before is that actually that stop makes life so much harder. And maybe even trying to reduce the length of your stops will be beneficial and kind of doing a really, really slow but continuous run over maybe three hours, depending on what your your exposure lengths are, obviously. Um, might be better than having that 10, 15 minute break every every time. Yeah. Well, this is what I think, but I actually think knowing a little bit about Paul Giblin, he's a wily person. I think he's going to mess with your mind early. I think he's not going to allow you in that first exposure to get into a rhythm where you can run for the hour. I reckon it's going to be like a four or five K. It's going to be one of those where you're like, oh my God, I want to run. He's going to get into your head early. You've got to prepare for that. Yeah, see, in my head, I was like, the first one is definitely 10K and I'll do it at like five minutes per kilometre and have, no. (laughs) Yeah, you're right now you say it. He's just going to make a hard challenge even more difficult, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he's really going to try and get in your head. Yeah. One thing I'm keen to get advice on from you guys is anything kind of nutrition-wise, because you've done long-distance events in triathlon and stuff like that. And mm. when I did my longer runs last weekend, I was struggled because, and I realised I haven't been eating right to fuel these runs. And What did we I have don't know. that night for dinner? Oh, the night... The night before your long run. Oh, the two nights before. I had chips and curry sauce on Friday and then pizza on Saturday. You know how to make a northerner happy. (laughs) (laughs) And then I felt rubbish doing the half marathon. And I was like, oh, I think I know why. I wonder if it's got anything to do with the (laughs) massive amounts of curry sauce flowing through my blood. Basically (laughs) just eating yellow food. Yeah. um, One question I've got on that is how iron is your stomach? Because that's going to affect what you can eat, really. Yeah, I've never eaten food during any kind of run. Like, I've, I use gels, but that's it. And um, have you ever kind of been for a run quite soon after a dinner or something? Yeah, I haven't done too well with that. I get a stitch, don't I? Quite quickly, yeah. I, I ha- tend to leave a really long gap between eating and running. So, well, I think... In, go on, go on Sam. No, no, you go, mate. Um, in my in my head, the easiest answer is oh carbohydrate drinks, but you can't do that for the entire duration. Um, and you've also you might have the opportunity to have something more substantial. Um, in previous events I've done, which were long periods um, of exertion, uh, I sort of took a multi pronged approach. So I I would reserve the carbohydrate drinks for when I was doing a lot of activity and I definitely couldn't eat or maybe I was sacrificing eating time for sleeping time. Gels would be complete emergency only because you want to limit your intake of them. But one of the things I found best to just graze on, and I used to have them in a little pouch on my hip, was just um, like a sandwich bag with trail mix in and then some M&Ms. Um, and then I, I just found that the mix of carbohydrates and protein from the nuts as well just really helped keep me balanced. And I got through a ridiculous amount of trail mix um, when I was out on the hills, just because it, it settled really well with me and it seemed to be a, a constant supply. You do need more substantial meals occasionally and something bigger, like a saurine loaf, something like that, to, to pick you up as well. Yeah, yeah. saurine one, loaf, loads of, loads of jam on. One but yeah, thing trail think... mix. Well, go on. No, that's it, just trail mix and saurine loaf. That's all you need. I'm quite excited. One now. thing I'd say for towards the end of the thing is 
get something that's not sweet. There's something that's, that's you're going to be so bored and so sick of sugars of sweet things. You're going to want something really savoury. So something like ready salted crisps because they've got that salt on them. They don't actually help you nutritionally that much at all, but psychologically and kind of maybe even the salt in them will help. But they just taste so good at the end of a really hard thing like that. Yeah. Great. I do you know what you? I was going to say olives. Actually, I know that sounds weird, but nutritionally, again, but they're salty, and you love olives, and it's mm-hmm. like a different flavour because the the sporties. I suppose when I race, like probably the same as you. When I race, I have a very structured pattern. I stick to gels. You know, I know what works for me. But when I do sportives, when it's a little less pressure, and I'm not racing them or anything mm-hmm. like that, I, I just I rotate round flavours. So I like I'll have bananas, I'll have gels, and I'll have energy bars like ot chocolatey energy bars and i'll just i'll do every half an hour or whatever i'll just i'll go i'll have one of those i want and you never get bored of a particular flight like your mind is okay with it whereas when you're racing and you have to do a gel every 20 30 minutes or whatever it, you, it really m- messes with the head again doesn't it because it's that just same flavor over and over and over sticky sugary oh, and texture sleepy, i guess yeah. like and and everything as much as the cis ones that I use are like with water and they're much easier to take on board. They're not the really thick ones. That it's like you can't even get down your throat. You, it's claggy, you know, like you can't chew. But the, the cis ones are all right. But actually, I'd, I, I'd do what Sam said. I'd do what George said. I'd do what I said. Do them all. Yeah. No, that's really good. And it's, made, it's reminded me that we crewed for an ultra marathon, 100 kilometres that John did. Mm. And he had... Um, so I have porridge in the morning at like 6am and then he was having cold oats, like soaked overnight oats, mm. just every now and again. And he had some like homemade proteiny flapjacks um, that he was taking on as well. So that's, yeah, combination. And he was drinking them. Tailwind. Have you used Tailwind, you two? One of you hasn't, you? I haven't, no. No, I've heard about it and it seems to be quite popular, but also hard to get hold of. It's like Morton, that same same sort of principle i guess is that it's so expensive digestible yeah yeah it's supposed to be like then you don't need gels and fluid it is the the works it's your full carbs and your and your fluid and your everything but like you say i um one of the athletes i coach has tried it and he didn't he didn't enjoy it at all um whereas john Connolly uses it and loves it so i think i need one of george's special gels for the last section (laughs) it's rocket fuel so I, I took a few of them away with me. Um, just quick byline, I decided to do a half marathon in the red hot heat. But yeah, I took one of the special gels. It was good to be back. <laughs> <laughs> Did the one half the marathon in one o two? Just quickly for for the listeners, the special gel is Science in Sports Surge. It's a gel designed for footballers. Uh, designed to last them the 90 minutes and it has various chemicals in it caffeine (laughs) carbs i don't know but you drop one of them towards the end of the bike your face will start prickling (laughs) you will get off the bike feeling like a million dollars and you just ride that wave home i think i'm going to treat myself to one of those (laughs) for the end we know what you're like with maybe not even for the race just for the experience (laughs) don't do it now just for the trip in fact i'm going to be honest that's why i've signed up so i can do one of those (laughs) i would say though it's probably worth i mean i know you've got a few weeks before you start it's worth trying out these things before you don't want to go into the race having one of these 
maybe with like a few hours left to go yeah. and just being in a bad, bad way for the rest of it. So Yeah, because I, yeah. yeah, I am a bit sensitive to caffeine when I'm running, so I should probably try that out. Yeah, you don't respond well to caffeine. We tried the, I, I respond really well to it. You know, when I do the marathons and stuff, I, I take um, paracetamol with caffeine in it at about 30, two thirty three kilometers and it always just makes me fly like the pain goes the speed goes up whereas with mary it goes the other way it's like your heart rate spikes too quickly and then she's got white froth around the mouth she can't see anything <laughs> it, it is very different i think my average heart rate for my first marathon was about 192 <laughs> <laughs> running what a marathon need, in zone five you need to get yourself one of those caramel shortbreads for your race right for the end for the last hour that's what, the motivation. Is it caramel shortbreads? Yeah. Yeah, I'll get. I'll, don't you worry. I'll, I'm sort. I'm all over that. Like I'm crew. <laughs> I will sort you out with the caramel shortbread. Yeah. Ben, can you get Mary a custom T-shirt for the event that either says car chat or eat your biscuits on? <laughs> I'm eating my own biscuits because it is. <laughs> I, yeah, that's not a bad shout to be fair, because she yeah. is actually eating her own biscuits that race. Yeah. So how are you feeling now after the chat? Um. Yeah, I'm feeling quite. I'm. Quite excited about it. I feel like I've got some good things to try out over the next couple of weeks. And I feel like I'm semi-forming a game plan. So thank you. I was going to say, I've learned a lot from these two as well. Like yeah. some, some wise stuff. And, you know, it's given me some ideas on, A, how to train you over the next couple of weeks. Because at the, our training ability to train is like night and day when we're in term time and not term time. It's ridiculous there is no quality really during term time other than just getting the miles done isn't it mm. because you're just so blitzed whereas in holiday times it's the quality can go right up you just feel rested and so you, we've well, got two good weeks i mean i've noticed the difference even on whatsapp from your level of texting and, and stuff like that the sort of the three months maybe where you were working from home and just having a great time really yeah I was getting bombarded with messages day in, day out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then the, the week you go back to school. It's like you you're can't dead even to me. write a one word response. <laughs> yeah. It is like that. I like I get to the point now where I'm so tired, I'll read a message someone sends me and my brain will go, Oh, you should reply to that and, and my body will go, nah, I'll do it later. And then I've forgotten. Because <laughs> like my brain just can't do stuff and I want it to and it's so frustrating and and um you're in the same boat with training aren't you you know it, you've got through this you've got through this term and you've trained and that's actually quite rare over the last couple of years for you to be able to train as hard as you have with the job that you have yeah but you're there yeah I've had way more consistency this year like the last three months I've yeah been probably the most consistent in for two years so I think that's good a good setup and like this week I'm so tired, but I'm just like I went out tonight just to do the 5K and I'm just pleased that I've kept it going. So I'm getting used to yeah. running tired and yeah, consistency. That's the key. And mentally tired as well, rather than just physically. That's the big thing. It's emotionally, mentally drained, which you will be by the end of this yeah. exposure. Yeah. Good luck, Ben. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. We were saying like there is, I went for a run yesterday um, with Mary and you just weren't feeling it, were you yesterday on the run, but we had a friend with us and I think he saved me from Mary getting, getting the Krabby Mary with me. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I think, you know, you know what I'm talking no, about. No, it's true. Like when you're tired and if you're running with your 
husband or someone that you know too well, you can yeah take it out on them, shall we say? Well, luckily, everyone's seen the 5K video, uh, Mary's 5K time trial. Remember the start of that? <laughs> I can't even remember what you said. I think I told you oh. off halfway through. What did? Yeah, you did tell me off. You told me off twice. I've got some footage of it that I never put in the video, but I still have footage of you crowing at me like a witch. <laughs> I think Ben tried Please to give me that footage on the on the WhatsApp. No. I'll send it to you, yeah. No. He tried to give me a motivational speech like halfway and I was like, You do realise there's like it I've got a long like, way to I'm go. I'm going as fast as I can. <laughs> it was very yeah, good. Ben. Hey, guess what the next Sunday's video though is? Outtakes of Mary. Next five K time trial. Oh, oh nice. <laughs> so you've got 5k time trial and then two weeks later and I'm yeah yeah they're, yeah yeah very <laughs> reconcilable <laughs> the pinnacle if, if i'd have had my way we'd have probably had another another speed training block before mary did the 5k time trial but it is what it is and, and we said actually come we're doing it on saturday at paddockwood track we've hired paddockwood track um so we've got the track we've got the alpha flies we've hopefully got some good conditions we looked at the wind and it's like dropping down and it's one of those where you just, this is another marker. You just see what that block has done rather than hope for a sub 20 race. Like yeah. you, you just, we just want to see where we're at. Yeah. It seems a bit messy, like running a 5k and then training for an ultra marathon, but well, it's why running. not? <laughs> hey, look at Lucy Charles smashing out super league. That's true. true. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Oh, have a look at that. Yeah, that was. Oh, did you watch it with Ali as well? Oh, with Johnny and and. Um, I did. I did yeah, tune I, in. Beth I, Potter, big surprise. Yeah, Get out of the park. Really enjoyed it. It was. I'll, I'll show you it later. It's a really good format. Really short, sharp racing, over and done with, but painful, and then repeat. <laughs> three times. Yeah, three times. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's got to hurt. So yeah, good luck, Mary. I mean, Thank you. you know, we're all rooting for you. There will be a video, and I think. Sam and George have given you some very good ideas today of how to approach it mentally and physically and nutritionally. Absolutely, thank you. I'm going to go saurine shopping, ready salted crisps. Trail mix. Yeah, I'm in. Oh no, you can't have trail mix near me. I'll puff up <laughs> <laughs> with my nut yeah, allergy. Yeah, I'll have to carry my EpiPens with me just in case. God. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, thank you, boys. George, it was amazing to see you again. I'm glad to have you back oh, yeah. on board. We Welcome back. Yeah. Thank you. It's, uh, it's nice to be back and to be able to play you again. Soundbite, George. Yeah, soundbite, George, wasn't <laughs> soundbite as good. Hang on. That's boring. Bit repetitive. Yeah. <laughs> Hold up. Good evening from Kenya. Oh, those are the days. Yeah. Maybe we should sign off with George. Soundbite, George. Let me just check I've got the right one. I agree with you, but what I would say is that... That's not the right one. Thanks for listening, everyone, <laughs> and see you next week. We'll sign off with that in a minute. But, yeah, no, it's brilliant to have you back, George, and uh, we're really glad much. we're all back together. And, Sam, as always, thanks for being on. Thanks for the wise words and uh, encouragement and stuff. Yeah, I think... thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, guys. That was really helpful. Good luck, Mary. Oh, yeah, good luck, Mary. We'll be watching you from afar. Thanks. Yeah, excitement. And, and we've got some really exciting um, guests coming up. So um, we won't we won't say anything just yet, uh, lest it doesn't happen for whatever reason. But we've got some we think some really good value guests that are gonna um, again bring us on, bring everyone on, and add some value. So that's exciting as well, isn't it? Yeah, fitness freaks rolls on. 
No? The we'll gang's back together. Yeah, yeah, the band is back. It's like we're the Beatles or something. I was waiting for your I intro also... with your character comparisons at the beginning. I didn't oh. do it, did I? It's because George hasn't been around and I've fallen out of the pattern because usually we would do the three of us and, and George wasn't there. So I'll get right. back into the habit of doing Can we that. we do them again next week? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, please. Well, uh, do you know what? Funnily enough, you say that, but in my head, I was thinking just randomly, it's almost like the three musketeers and Dog Tanyon, American big Dog Tanyon today. <laughs> Muskerhounds. Oh, no, you're too young for that, you two. So we're going musketeers with D'Artagnan. There was a cartoon when we were growing up. Yeah, you, you've got the perfect musketeer can, facial hair. Can you do um, the Mighty Ducks characters at some point, please? Sure. I will need to go and watch the Mighty Ducks because I haven't seen it since Whoa, about... No, 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 wait, 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 wait. I, I haven't seen it since it came out. That's what I was going to say. Like, I've seen it, of course. Good but save. I haven't seen it for a year. Thank save. you. Thank you. <laughs> right, should we crack on? Okay, oh, Mary, Mary's, Mary's nodding. Back She's off, like, yes, please. Off. This is dying. Play us out. Okay, I'm playing us out. Hang on. Sounds. Here we go. Are you ready, Mary? I'm ready. Am I doing the... No, I'll just do the short one. Right, <laughs> bye, everyone. Goodbye. Watch this timing.